Welcome to Games on Earth, episode 96 for Thursday, September 21st, 2017. I'm your host, Derek Thompson. With me, as always, we have Chris Conlon. Hey! Chris, how are you? Doing pretty well. How are you? Very good. Are we Thank doing, you. Are we doing the robot? For asking. <laughs> are we doing this sort of robot thing right now? I don't know. I started, I came in and I was like, I'm, I'm doing this like a news reporter guy, like reporting on something and then it kind of be just, it evolved into a robot sort of thing, it like a pre-recorded a, tape. You could be a robot news reporter. I guess so. You could be I mean, reporting ro- robot news. Would, but would you think like if there was a society of robots who even required something like news, they would kind of disseminate that over some sort of network? Right? Probably like, it wouldn't. They wouldn't need to listen or watch anything. It probably wouldn't fact, even be like a. Do you think robots w- need oh, vision? Ahead. Do you think robots have eyes or need eyes? Well, sensory input would be pretty valuable. I mean, they'd have some sort of like spatial awareness. It might not be yeah. seeing like our own seeing, but it. Could I'm imagining be some form of seeing. Yes, I'm imagining uh, just that a computer or any sort of robot with advanced enough ability to kind of exist in the world in a, in a robot society. Would have some sort of implement that would be a lot better than eyeballs. Does that make sense? Probably. I mean, think of how Teslas work. They kind of, like, run sort of sensor data. I don't know how Teslas work. Could you could you enlighten me? How, how does a Tesla work, Chris? Well, okay. So my understanding is that there's a lot of different sensory data that is inputted. Um, there's some sound stuff. There essentially i could be getting this totally wrong but this is just like my primitive <laughs> no, understanding that's fine of... i, I want to know <laughs> your wrong ideas and so, so i know them too spread the false information to all of the listeners as yeah, well. yeah exactly so <laughs> from what i've seen it's like the the camera data and just like the sensor data as far as like sort of radar kind of stuff it all calculates out to figure out like within centimeters what like a centimeters distance what the uh, spatial situation of a particular uh, area around a car is. And so they can sort of predict and then accidents. Do they talk to one another as well? Do the cars communicate with one another? I feel like that's the future. Like, why hasn't that... That should be the present. Right? Like... Yeah, but... Every vehicle should be communicating with one another, one another their positions. Then there would never really be accidents. I would assume that would be the case if more cars on the road were self driving do you know what i mean like do you think in our generation we're gonna see a huge resistance to that like um the ownership of a vehicle the ideas of that are going to change drastically i think we'll see some resistance to it i think a lot of the groundswell of that resistance will be by companies that are threatened by it and i think that it'll probably influence our media in a lot of ways um wow probably hear a lot about like you know, the sovereignty of the self and not being able to direct your own vehicle. And we'll probably yep. hear horror stories about feeling whatever. less free and people yeah. will. Yeah, there will be like the first time an accident happens that someone dies. It's going to be like huge news. Right. Um, like, the, of course, it'll happen at some point. You, you can't rule that out. for Nothing's perfect. The amount of people that die in automobile accidents, though, is ridiculous. So, like, it's I, astronomical. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I can't. I honestly can't wait for it because even if there are mistakes, I'm uh, from what I know of what's out there, you know, data wise and everything. The, the there will be far, far, far fewer accidents in the event that self driving cars become more of a thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Like most of the people who are really well, not most of the people the. In my experience, from my perspective, uh, the people who are most worried about losing their freedoms have cell phones. 
right. um, which already is tracking all of their data and location, and they mm-hmm. just may not even be aware of that. We already live in a society where we're past that point. I, don't I know. mean, if you're on a computer, there's geolocation yep. data tied to your IP address, and it's just yep. you know it's hard to be off the grid in any way in today's society, which is which is a little creepy, but at the same time. You know, I feel like with the self-driving car stuff, if, if if hacking becomes more prevalent and that's an issue with the self-driving car thing, it I probably already is. I'm sure. Yeah, there's there's going to be room for concern as far as that goes. So as long as it's secure, you know, whatever that means, as long as it's too inconvenient <laughs> for people to try to break into it, then it should be yeah. good. Like, oh, yeah, I doubt like a hacker could get a user interface and then suddenly be driving your car third person. Right. Um, it would be more like turn off brakes now increase speed and like horrifying things like that see i know with self-driving cars the thing about them is that you can take manual control at any time it's going to be interesting to see in the future if ah, we what i want to sit in a car and not worry about ever having to have a steering wheel i want cars to be like two couches facing each other like minority report i want minority report yeah cars. that'd be sweet <sighs> damn i want a jacuzzi and a ball pit in my car. Okay, together you're gonna get those balls all wet. <laughs> I want wet balls in my <laughs> car. <laughs> that just sounds like a gross soup. I don't want any part of. Welcome to Games on Earth. This is a podcast about video games, uh, sports games, uh, wet balls, <laughs> wet ball, which is a new game Chris just made up that you can only play in cars. It's not. I mean, the league is really healthy, but. It's just not the most popular. You know what other game has wet balls, saucy balls, spaghetti balls? So you're going to talk to us about <laughs> War Thunder. Uh, let's get right into it. Um, or I guess we should do like the classic start. Like, what have you been playing? And I'll be like, me, Derek? Oh, I've been playing Destiny 2 like fucking crazy. I finally beat it, the main campaign, and I'm loving it. I think the campaign itself is worth the price of admission. And it's a solid game to play with your friends after that. Um and yeah, I watched you play it for a couple minutes when you were streaming it at one point. It looked really interesting. It looked like there's a lot more story there. I played oh the first God. game and yeah, in the were... first mission there's more story. There's more story in the first mission than the rest of the game. I've said that before and I'll say it yeah. again. Um after like it, it has a full campaign, a full storyline. Um and then after that the extra things like the post campaign stuff uh it's more than just raiding. You have a ton of stuff you can do. At any given time. And that's really cool. That's what I like most about it. I don't feel like I'm at a point where I'm just stuck until I can raid. I'm, I feel like I'm at a point where I'm just like having fun playing the game. Are there um, any new features or game modes that have made an appearance in this one? Um. Well, I mean, hmm. Let's see. Like, the adventures are new in this game. And uh, if you remember patrols from the last one. Yeah. Those still exist. You don't get them till later. And they're a bit more interesting than they used to be. These, But adventures are like... Somewhere between patrol and story mission, um, where it's in the game world, you do a story mission, basically. So, uh-huh. yeah. In fact, they actually reminded me of the missions from the first game. Like, the actual oh, really? <laughs> story missions from the first game. But there's, like, dozens of them. There's there's so many. And you get more and more as you level up and unlock new areas. And then you'll okay. get new ones in the areas you've already been through. So... Like, you kind of, like, check back in on places, and, like, the world story progresses. But, like, since now that I've beaten the game, I got new adventures all over that take place after the end of the game. And it's really cool. Um, and everything builds up for everything. The Crucibles, 
much improved. Uh, I played a bunch of that on Saturday. And it's 4v4 now instead of 6v6. And the focus on teamwork is such that you have to be like running and gunning together to be mm-hmm. successful. And everyone kind of, I think everyone kind of knows it now. Like, this is not a lone wolf game. And it's really fun because of that. Um, is it less, it has, is there less cheese than there was before? Because I know. Oh, that... man. I haven't detected a single whiff of cheese in okay. this game. Uh, all the strikes are challenging. Um, but none of them feel like you're fighting a bullet sponge. Right. The bosses, yeah, like the bosses don't just aren't just normal dudes who just stand in one spot for the most part. I think there are a few enemies that are like that, but in the strikes themselves, uh, almost every boss has like a mechanic. Um, and there's also between the bosses in the strikes, there's like jumping. There's a lot more pat- platforming mm-hmm. in Destiny Two, like tons, like two thousand percent more in the level design and the world itself. There's way more verticality. And I'm finding that that's like, uh, now that I've played through almost everything in the game, um, or like all the new story stuff and been everywhere, I should say, um, except for a few things. But um, I think that's the thing that that, uh, stuck with me the most is the verticality, that the biggest improvement, the levels are all better. They're all way cooler and richer environments Mm -hmm. uh, with better... uh, I don't know how to describe it. I think richer environments kind of just covers that. Like, there's more to see. It's more lush. It's beautiful, vertical, and uh, it's really cool. I'm loving it. I'm having such a good time with it. I haven't been this excited about a game in a long time. That's all really um, good to hear because when I played the first one, it was like, it was cool at first, but then it started to kind of feel like things were on rails. And you mentioned the whole bullet sponge thing. It just, it felt like I was just kind of going from one bullet sponge to the next. And I just remember you know standing around there'd be like random encounters with like a big bug looking robot thing and you just kind of sit there with your with your rifle being like with like three other people for like a half hour and then the thing yep. would finally blow up and it's just yeah. like so it's good so to I'll, hear. I, lost, I lost my patience with that game because of that yeah uh, after not too long um it's like i'd completed the raid once in the first game and i was like nope until taken king mm-hmm. um with taken king they improved a lot of things uh but this game kind of uh, Taken King felt like a beta of Destiny 2 in some ways. Um, every area is a lot more rich. Every encounter has, is varied, and there's story behind everything. Uh, and the lore is actually in the game this time, which is nice. great. Instead <laughs> of in the cards or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually really good. We actually, uh, I don't know, if you, you, you haven't heard it, uh, last week's podcast, I sat down with my coworker, Mark, and uh, he, he and I uh, talked through Destiny 2 for about an hour straight Mm -hmm. so um but that was more first impressions i think now i've had like some more time with it um i do stand by everything i said though like this is two weeks in now and i stand by everything i said the first day first night or so um everything i've heard about it has been pretty good so far i mean other than like a few uh i haven't looked into it too deeply but i know that some people wasn't there some like paid content that people were upset about or like shaders yeah, or something i don't I, yeah it's uh you can you can pay money real human dollars for this currency in the game called silver right and then you can use that silver to buy these things called bright engrams and uh like an engram is something that unlocks and you will get a piece of gear or something bright engrams specifically you can unlock uh vanity items like uh new ships new sparrows uh, which are like the little jet skis you ride around on yeah yeah um New ships, new sparrows, new shaders, and armor and weapon mods. 
Um, now, people were upset because you could get the weapon mods, but I really don't think that's a big deal because you can buy weapon mods with in-game currency without having to pay a dollar, and they don't really benefit you that much in the early game at all. Um, there really isn't much of a... There is not a pay-to-win situation here. What okay. people, I think, are really upset about is that shaders are now one-time use and only go on one piece of gear at a time. So you need to collect shaders. So, And to get the rarest shaders, they mostly drop from bright ingrams. But the thing is, there is a mechanic in the game to get bright ingrams. After your character reaches level 20, you will get a bright ingram every time you level up past 20. Like You're still getting experience from everything. So it's like this little reward you get. I get it. You get it like um, maybe once a night or once every other night of playing, of normal playing. Right. It's it's often enough where I don't think it's an issue. People who are buying Bright Ingrams seems like, I don't know. It just, to me, it just seems dumb. Uh, or I don't know about dumb. It just seems w- pointless. It's you're wa- It seems like a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Um, or just a way to get a cool ship quicker than other people will get cool ships. But eventually everyone will probably have that ship because... I don't know. I think it goes on a weekly basis, what you get out of them, and it shifts week by week. I haven't seen what's in this week yet, but um, anyway, the shaders thing, people are angry about it because once you use the shaders, they're gone. Okay. And But you get shaders from in the game also, like from just being in certain areas. In fact, certain areas of the game give you specific shaders. So if you were searching for a specific look, you would go to a specific place and kill enemies there and get shaders that drop from stuff like and doing quests and stuff it's really neat um i like it a lot because it allows you to customize every individual piece of your equipment so you can kind of create your own color schemes uh people don't really like it though because people think they have to i don't really know honestly if people want a certain look they're upset that they have to wait to get it if that makes sense like, they have to wait to get Bright Engrams. Or a lot of people, are, well, what they're saying would be like, I need to spend money on a Bright Engram to get this thing. Um, this specific look that I like. And it, I just, it just makes me think, like, well, just either be patient to wait for the look you want or try a different look. I don't, I don't know. Like, work with what you have. I, I can know. see, you know, I think it's sort of the whole pay-to-win thing. It could be, like, perceived by some people as a pay-to-win situation. Do you feel like... If you were to, is it just aesthetic things that you can get yeah. sooner? Well, it's not something the, that would give you an advantage in the game? No. It's like shaders and stuff. Okay, the thing that would give you an advantage in the game possibly is armor mods, armor and weapon mods. Right. But uh, once you reach level 20 you can per- and beat the, once you beat the main game, you can purchase weapon mods with Glimmer, which is like the basic, basic resource you get from everything. And I have nine 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 plus glimmer right now. Like that's mm-hmm. what it says. Like I don't even know how much I have. Um, nothing is that expensive, including the, the weapon mods and armor mods. Right. And then you then you can combine those to make even rarer weapon and armor mods. So yeah, really, it only benefits people who are leveling through the storyline uh-huh. to get mods faster on and put them on gear that they're just going to replace really quickly anyway. Yeah. It doesn't. It it boggles my mind. I think people were just gut reaction. They needed something to hate from Destiny. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. If, if it really upset people, that sucks. I'm sorry. It's probably shitty. I'm probably not seeing the whole picture or something. Uh-huh. I just think at this point, now it's two weeks later, it's not a big deal. It's really, it's, it's proven to be not a big deal. 
in my experience playing the game for me personally well i mean Um, i don't really you know i never really pay for too much aesthetic stuff in games the the one exception was that i've gotten a couple like rocket league you would get these chests or crates or whatever and you would get a key and it would like randomize the items that you would get and once in a while if i saw an item that was like a possibility in a box that was a really cool wheel set or like a really cool paint job i'd be like yeah you see all the possibilities in the bright engrams you'll anyone can look and see what's available okay uh, in the bright engrams and you'll get them through playing that's the part if you were if you were only able to get these through um outside of the game transactions through michael transactions mm-hmm. uh payments then i'd be upset too but i get bright ingrams all the time and anyone who plays the game is going to get them all the time um so i just i don't know that's just i mean my to me cents. it doesn't sound like too much of an issue but i was just curious because i saw like just scrolling through reddit i would see like these sort of because i i'm not as familiar with the terminology in the game i would see these things and i was like huh people seem a little pissed off about this thing in destiny <laughs> it seems to be related to microtransactions or something but i was just i was just curious what it was so but, war thunder war the thunder. game of the show to this week yeah um let me try and okay i think i downloaded it once it's an mm-hmm. airplane world war Two airplane game yeah you but, can play as tanks too but now there's tanks too mm-hmm is that I think they're working on or is that No, no, like, it's different. But okay. they're also they're also working on like ships and stuff. Whoa. And they're also moving rad. to the modern age. It's an interesting game cuz it's free to play, but it is sort of like what we were talking about with the Destiny stuff where it, there does seem to be a pay to win component. And see, when I got into the game, I looked through the ratings and stuff and people were saying like you'll get matched up with people who are way above your skill set and you'll get matched up with people who bought like really nice planes because there's a there's a currency in the game called golden eagles yes. which is a currency that you purchase or get through like special things or whatever okay but you can use that to buy planes and like you can get really nice planes for like 20 or 30 dollars or something. let me guess you can get but can you get them in the game but it just takes a really really long time there are premium planes excuse me there are previous i can't say premium planes Pre- wow. premium? premium planes Peter Piker had a premium plane. Peter Piker? Peter, Peter Piker. Piker. <laughs> I don't know. God damn it. You're having a mental breakdown. Yeah, I'm having a stroke. Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's from the G-forces in the planes. Um, <laughs> it's just like I'm having a brain aneurysm. Oh, God, uh, no. It's uh, So there are premium planes that you can get for certain amounts. I don't know if they're any better than stuff that you can unlock in the game. To me, it's... It's fun to unlock the stuff that you can unlock just by playing. Because have you are... put any money into the the game? No, 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 not at all. And I've just gone through like the research trees of my planes because you'll you'll fly a plane for a certain period of time. So you have a plane, and you can re. There's like a research tree attached to each plane that goes okay. through these different tiers of planes, and like higher tier planes are just inherently they have a better combat rating or battle rating. Yeah. And so that's like a determination, a kind of average of all the components of combat readiness that a plane has, like from its guns to its maneuverability to its armor level. Okay, we're, you, we're, I feel like we jumped straight into... Sorry, keep going, but I feel like we, we jumped straight into like the deep end on this game. I, oh, no, 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 not at all. You're just, you're just saying... Um, yeah you asked about like the planes and stuff and yeah. i'm just saying you you unlock planes that get progressively more powerful 
but mm-hmm. as you're unlocking those more powerful planes you're also ranking up and so you're you're going against people who have similarly ranked planes for the most part once in a while okay yeah that was somebody... my first question actually yeah yeah um, and like how, how does that work out like okay i imagine an unbalanced match like you're in your uh 1933 junker plane uh-huh. no not even 33 1918 world war one vintage uh little airplane right um and you're shooting a pistol out of it out of the side because you don't have a gun attached and instead of bombs you're throwing little grenades <laughs> yeah um and anyways you're, you're flying towards another plane uh shooting your pistol and then the other person's flying like an f-22 uh-huh. and they like they fly through you and you turn into dust yeah um that doesn't uh, like, happen too often. No. Okay. I mean, does I'm, it ever happen? Because that sounds like it'd be really, really funny. See, the thing with me is that even at the beginning of the game, okay. So I played like a lot of Ace Combat, and this yes. feels in some ways like Ace Combat to me. And Ooh, so that just you just particularly, my interest. Yes, but um, particularly with regards to shooting a machine gun at a plane and like aiming ahead of it. And yes. like aiming at that reticle, leading, leading like, your target and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so that was my favorite way to engage enemies in Ace Combat. And so yes. when I jumped in this game, I I did pretty well off the bat because that's something that I've spent probably a couple thousand hours doing to begin with. And on top of that, it's with a mouse. And so I felt really confident from the jump, even when I was in the more rickety planes. So I could see maybe where it would be difficult for somebody who does not have uh, any experience in like flight combat simulation games because it is a kind of hard thing to learn but once you get it down it's it's really satisfying so but but you are I playing it on pc right just yes oh, yeah yeah okay and with a mouse i i have played it i played it a while back it was like three or four years ago uh it was you know it's a free-to-play game and so i yeah. down i downloaded it on my friend's ps3 because i was like oh it's a flight combat simulation game and it didn't feel as good on there i remember like kind of i lost interest you know within the first couple rounds because i was getting my ass kicked and also the controls it just didn't feel precise enough but with the mouse the the aiming is a lot more uh precise and satisfactory and i feel like i'm making more hits but on top of that another balancing component of the game is that your crew members the people that pilot your planes you upgrade those as well and so like you upgrade your stamina and which is like how well you can handle like g-forces and Mm -hmm. how accurate your shots remain and also there's uh like vitality and so your pilot doesn't get knocked out as easily oh this sounds cool yeah it is really sweet i just looked it up it comes out it came out december 21st 2016 but was in open beta for three years before that yeah january of 2013 in open beta oh okay so I've, i've basically was playing the beta before but it's it feels pretty good, and honestly, like, I I never felt like I was getting matched up with people who are absolutely demolishing me because it seemed like the people who are really good sort of like formed clicks and engaged each other, <laughs> whereas oh, like man. the people who were not so good were just kind of flying around like trying to pick each other off. So once there's in like a while Yellow Squadron, Mobius Squadron, yeah. and uh, Rosgrees and. Yeah, it seems like the people who who know who knew where the fight was just went there, and then like the people who didn't know where the fight was just kind of like skirted around the edges of the map. And how so, many players are in each? Like, how, how how does the gameplay work? What's the gameplay loop? So, are you going in on missions that are kind of like uh, 
like a battlefield style like b- uh, big dog fight are there it's kind of like modes it's, it's sort of domination basically um you okay. take out there are different enemy bases and there are like there are tickets you know yeah. so like each each team starts out with a certain number of tickets as far as i know it's like up to and bases like each team has bases on the map that they yeah. have to defend you, or, or you, destroy you have to well if you if you destroy those then the other team loses a lot of tickets and okay. so it's kind of like a thing to if you're say you're a bit behind in battle and you just kind of like messaged your team and was like hey we got to get a couple bombers on these bases because a fighter can't really engage a base you have to get a bomber in and bombers are slower and so they need fire support from like a smaller fighter because how otherwise... many players are in these matches um i don't remember the exact number that are available but from what i can tell like i feel like i've seen up to like 24 players in each side and there might be even bigger battles than that i'm not wow. sure because i'm playing in there's different game modes there's like simulation mode where like your pilots like if you take too hard of a turn will just black out and stuff oh damn um, and it keeps more track of your ammunition like your ammunition doesn't respawn you don't really reload it um and Whoa. you have to like land in order to refuel and stuff like that oh and that's then nice come back to battle so How that could be these battles normally last um just to just be clear like that's not the default game mode. Oh, like the it. default game okay. mode is arcade which i play which is still really fun and that's like your pilots aren't as susceptible to passing out and losing control from like but G-forces. they still might yeah if you like go crazy i mean the planes okay. i'm flying right now aren't really fast enough to do that but i think if i started getting more up into the the faster almost jet like planes then i would probably start passing out a little bit more theoretically um, could I make a character and then is there any sort of like uh, RPG element where you're making your pilot better at a certain thing? Like, could I make a pilot that can take really intense G-forces? Well, the thing is, is that like your crew members don't really die. The, your crew members are, so you have, all right, just to rewind a little bit, you have a certain number of crews and each crew is assigned to a plane. And okay. so you say, kind of like a loadout. Yeah, so say I selected one plane, and that plane got shot down. That crew would be out of the game for that round, like that that sort of okay. that battle. And so I would take on another plane, which could be a totally different plane with a totally different crew that specialized toward that plane. And okay. you can move crews from, like, say you get a new plane, and you've I've only got, like, five crews or something. I can switch a crew to another plane but like the stats don't carry over all the way like so say a crew is like an expert with one plane i can't just switch it to a new plane and have them be an expert at that do plane. crews get better at planes as the longer they use them or yes yeah oh that's rad and okay. also you can upgrade like your equipment like your engine uh your airframe your like you just uh each time you fight in a plane it contributes to its research tree and then eventually you can get like the better version of that plane in the research tree. So like instead of having like a P thirty six, you'll eventually get like a P forty or something. So um, awesome. So yeah. So okay, it does have a role playing component, but it's not individual pilots. You know, you don't get like okay. Remo so your crews and you're like crews instead of pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then do those crews carry on into every game mode? As far as I know, for me, I've just played like a match made you know, matchmaking arcade mode stuff. Okay. I, I'm guessing there's different game modes. And it seems like it does switch up a little bit depending on the battlefield. 
mm-hmm. what game mode you end up in. But for the most part, I play like destroy the enemy bases. And if you destroy these three bases, you can like attack their airstrip or whatever. But like usually by that time, the tickets have run out. So yeah. I'm sure there are like custom matches that people have where there's like a ton of tickets. So that's more of a prolonged battle. So but, um, you mentioned there are tanks. Yes. Um, this is a totally do... different game mode. Okay, okay, that's what I was about to ask. Do they like do those two game modes cross over? Would have been my first, next question. Actually, Cause... yeah, as a kill streak in arcade mode for tanks, you can f- f- like fly a plane above the tank battle, and it's like the same scale as if you were flying the plane only. It's really mm-hmm. it's cool. So I, I'm assuming that there are like larger battles that I just haven't really I haven't looked into these game modes, but my assumption is that there are game modes that are like more even crossovers of those things where there's like a ground battle going on and then there's an like total air battle going on. I was too. just about to ask that because I'm imagining right now like, okay, big ass battle, 64 players, um, 16 planes, 16 tanks on each side. Yeah. Um, or some, then, something like that or like like t- 10 planes and I don't know, whatever. Um, and like this massive war going on. Like that sounds incredible. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's even it even feels pretty impressive when you're just in a plane because of a kill streak, uh, in the tank mode. Like it, because it, it's pretty. It feels pretty balanced because most of the tanks have machine guns, mm-hmm. and there's a similar reticle to what you have when you're engaging a plane with a plane, where like you lead it uh, ahead of the plane. I've shot and I've shot down tons of planes with just my machine guns on my tanks, and oh, so awesome. it's not like totally imbalanced. But you know, if you're a good pilot, then and you can do a good clean bomb run or strafing run on some tanks and you can do some damage. So it's, it's really so, satisfying. Have you felt like you needed at all uh, to put money into the game at all? No. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been kind deuce. of like intrigued by a couple of things, just some mm-hmm. like nice looking planes and uh, skins and stuff. But I think for you can actually upload your own user skins for your planes. So like, Whoa. I really wanted to have like a cool red plane or something. And I think or like it, a really sexy Sonic the Hedgehog. Plan. oh totally yeah just uh <laughs> search <laughs> search your name and then type in google everybody search your name and then yeah. type the hedgehog afterwards because you'll get i got some weird oh my god i got some weird sonic universe version of myself that like has an inhaling like oxygen tanks fetish inflation <laughs> what? Fetish. it's weird as shit oh, oh my god that should be the episode image <laughs> oh no hey you'd have to draw it then you have to make right. it <laughs> oh my god no uh anyway <laughs> but yeah, I, don't know, you can... I, I don't have any other questions about war thunder off the top of my head i more just want to play it myself this Try sounds it out. it's free there's way like, cool there's no risk i mean like yeah. i can see where people might be like oh there's some pay to play stuff but Ooh. like it's free to play and i don't feel i haven't felt so far in my experience that I'm missing out on anything by not paying for anything. Cause there's this whole research tree of like hundreds of planes that I can unlock anyway. And then there's some really cool looking intriguing ones that I could pay for potentially, but I'm like, um, I'm too invested in earning the planes that I'm getting yeah. to like go buy one. You know, do you think the time to earn will gets, is it getting astronomical? Like, is it, uh, what's the word? Is there a hill that's steadily getting steeper as far as the like amount of experience or whatever you need to get a new plane? Um, that's what kind of happens in most free-to-play games, in my experience, is that you play for a while and then suddenly uh, to get the next thing takes a lot more work. 
and on and on and on. That's something I read. Astronomical. Yeah, that is something that I read in some of the reviews is that they said that like the later game grind is just ridiculous and you're yeah like if you want to get a jet you're gonna play a thousand hours or something and it's just like for me i'm just like picking it up and having fun flying around in planes and shooting stuff down i don't think that i think because i read the view excuse me because i man you watched the view because i watched the view um barbara walters she showed me the meta game for this Mm -hmm. and how to unlock the best planes in the least period of time and i was like yeah thank you barbara walters you are an ace to be right nice. with wow anyway she, so, she was so into it yeah she's she's a sick pilot you mean you you, you, you you face down with barbie b barbie b gets you barbie balters barbie balters yeah what? barbie b b dubs gets a hold of you in your crosshairs and you are fucked she will turn you. She has like into... a hotas set up with like the whole cockpit computer. She will dip you in a smorgasbord of ranch, and the ranch <laughs> is filled with bullets. <laughs> you Whoa, will, you no. will go down in flames. <laughs> oh man! Well, thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah, that game problem. sounds awesome. I want to download this game and uh, give it a try. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes here. If it's a grind later on, I've put like ten hours or something in the game, and I've had a blast. So, like, yeah. at the very least, I got ten hours of fun gameplay for free. So, yeah. Um, might have to check it out at uh, Extra Life, especially that's coming up, everybody. Uh, our Extra Life Gaming Marathon, 24 hours of video games, raising money for the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital uh, here in beautiful, sunny Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, and uh, we will be playing games for 24 hours straight to raise money for the kids on November 11th. So um, check us out. If I don't know if I, I don't have a Bitly link, I should get a Bitly link. Um, but if you just search the team games on earth on, uh, the extra life site, you should be able to see us. Um, and if not, I'll, I'll find links and stuff. And, Is there going to uh, be any special stuff this year? Because we, we played with uh, some VR last year and, uh, I'm thinking about what, what we could do. We got, uh, Brad has his VR helmet now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I, 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 I don't know. I can't promise anything. I just, uh, I know it's going to be a really fun time. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, thanks so much to Kyle Anstra for the intro outro music. Thank you to you listener for listening. Um, Chris, what is in your week ahead? What are you, what are you, what are you going to play games wise, life wise, anything? Ooh, games wise. I might play a little bit of War Thunder again. I don't know. I, I had to, I had some stuff that I had to do this week and I, I had a headache at the beginning of the week. And so I was like, oh, I've got a headache. I can just fly, just, just to fly. Just to I fly. Can just I can't talk today. God damn. That's fine. That's fine. You don't need to talk. You're, you're just, I can you're just, just merging words. Dude, just... I got, there was a Barbara, Barbara Walters headshot me in the game and <laughs> I just haven't been the same person since. <laughs> Yeah, what happens to you in the game happens in real life, just, just really lightly, just like a little bit. Her ranch dressing of bullets just absolutely ruined me. <laughs> God. Um, no, but I, you know, I might play it soon. I got some work done. Um, also, I've been getting an itch to play Hollow Knight again because I recently re-listened to the soundtrack and it's. Yeah, I listened to that the other day. Before. Did you? Did you like it? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, play the game. It's ten times better with the game. <laughs> it's wait, it's better than this, just the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Owlboy. I've been listening need, to a lot of Owlboy, too. I need to peel myself away from Destiny at least someday, but I'm just, like, so in the thick of it right now. Owlboy, it, at it the very least, me. with Owlboy, it's, like, eight hours. You yeah. know, tops. If you don't, like, if you don't rush the game, it's still yeah. just an eight-hour game. So you can beat it in a couple nights, and it's well worth it. 
I'm uh yeah I'm heading to Chicago this week, so I'm probably gonna be playing a lot of Switch uh, right. in the oh, next few enough. days. I'm going to Chicago for work, um and so yeah I'll probably maybe play some more Zelda. Prob well probably almost a hundred percent likely that I'll be playing Zelda. Um, but yeah, that's uh cool. I you just got me excited for War Thunder. Yeah, try and it out. I'm gonna Ooh. I'm gonna install it on Steam right after this. And uh, yeah, thanks for so much uh, for joining me here. Uh, do you want to take us out by telling us the story of this game? Uh, why are the tanks and the the planes? Why are they? Why, where the where are the people? Is this like a car situation? Help yeah, us out, Chris. Okay. So, you know, we developed this AI to combat Barbara Walters. Um, She's she too good. Just, she was too much of an ace, and <laughs> she eliminated like the, every air force in this universe had to face down one v one barbara walters it's the view do to do and she destroyed everybody you know you would think that you got her you're behind her and all of a sudden she does this like inverted stall comes back on you hits you right in the cockpit drenches you in ranch dressing so that you can't even acquire her oh, as a no target. my engine's full of ranch and so what we did is that we we tried to analyze all of her battles and develop an algorithm whereby we could defeat barbara walters with ai controlled i've got it ai controlled yeah and it totally turned into a terminator situation you know oh, and no. she her preferred method of plane combat even against like f-22s f-35s a-10s you know Typhoons, all these different planes. Mobius One face down with her, and his his Mobius strip, you know, the red ribbon insignia or whatever, just got drenched with ranch dressing. <laughs> so what what happened? What happened in the end? What, in the uh, end, what 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 did you finally do to defeat Barbara? Barbara passed into the void by just being too good she she sort of stretched the bounds of reality and was torn into a fabric in space-time where she had to face off against spaghetti in uh, extra dimension and the spaghetti was too much for her rancho dressing bullet storm and so barbara walter this podcast is over i'd no no no, no wait for me barbara walters exists in another plane but in war thunder there are still planes and tanks running the same simulations trying to defeat a Barbara Walters that is no longer there. It's the view, but the view is empty. <laughs> God damn it.